0: is. Real. Power in your name. We find
1: the outward component of what we've been looking at in the year of renewal is that we want to be on mission and transform everything. So the upward is we're going to be with Jesus, and then we're going to be the church, and then as the church, we're going to be on mission, because God is interested in transforming everything. Now, you might say to yourself, well, well, Fusco, I mean, that's all great and all, but like, how am I supposed to be on mission in what is going on?
0: Have you believed the lie that God can't use what's happened in your life to be an encouragement to those around you? Today, you'll hear from Pastor Daniel that while our job, home, and circumstances can be crazy, the path to living out faith is simple. It's as easy as a phone conversation, or a word of advice, or giving of a meal. Whatever it looks like, let's work together to share what we've got. God desires this, and he'll help us push the restart button. Now, here's Pastor Daniel in Isaiah chapter 40 as he continues his message, Our Context for Renewal. Jesus
1: God invites all of us at all times to live upward, inward, and outward. That at every moment of our lives, God is inviting us to be able to say, listen, you get to have a relationship with me, and my love for you changes the way you see yourself inwardly, and then you move outward from it. This text right here is an upward, inward, and outward text. Because notice, But those who wait on the Lord, some of your translations say those who hope, in the Lord. That's why we're talking about this unstoppable hope, fail-proof faith for uncertain times. Why? Because upward, for those who wait on the Lord, for those who are hoping in the Lord, I want to encourage all of us, we want to hope in the Lord right now. Upwardly, we're trusting that God has a plan and that God is going to do a great work in the midst of uncertain times. But those who wait on the Lord, it says, now inward, they will renew their strength. That's where we get this idea of renewal from. When we live upward and we're hoping in God and we're waiting upon the Lord, then as we are living upward, then God renews our strength. Now, God renews our strength because God is the all-powerful one. And in our weakness, God's strength is made perfect. And so God wants to do a work of renewal in our hearts so that what happens? The upward drives the inward, which what? Drives the outward. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. See, once we live upward, when we're hoping in the Lord, and then God renews our strength, then we get to live outward with a uniqueness. This idea of we get to mount up with wings like eagles. Now, I don't know about you, I've never hand-glided, although it sounds pretty awesome, right? But this idea of being able to soar, the eagle in in that context was one of the birds that would get the highest in the heavens, that would be able to see the most unique vantage points. Why? Because When we live upward and then we live inward, then it drives us outward and then we get to mount up with wings like eagles. And then it says you will run and not grow weary. Now, I don't know about you. I'm not a marathoner in any way. But the idea is that when you run, normally at some point you get tired. But he says, no, but listen, you'll be able to run and you won't grow weary. You're gonna have a uniqueness and strength. And then of course, you know, you shall walk and not faint that there will be a resiliency to the people of God. And this has been our driving text for this year. And I actually believe that right now in our current circumstances, I believe that God wants to do a unique work of renewal in all of us. So I want to look today at the context for renewal, this present moment, and how our year of renewal is going to play into this. And I think there's very, very tangible, street-level, rubber-meets-the-road things for all of us in this. Now, because it's upward, inward, and outward, we have an upward, inward, and outward framework for this year. So to get going here, really what we learned first is that we want to be with Jesus and be renewed. We want to be with Jesus and we want to be renewed. That was our upward reality is that as a church this year, we're going to be with Jesus. Now, don't miss this, that given the recommendations from our leaders, CDC, public health and officials and governments, they're actually inviting us to spend more time alone than we might normally want to. They're inviting us to stay with our families but not really spend a lot of time with other people. And listen, they actually just mandated that we have more time to spend with Jesus. And I don't want you to miss this. It's so easy in times of uncertainty to spend our time refreshing the browser window on the news networks, uh, to listen to every podcast, to make sure you're going on and getting the latest news. And we actually miss the God-given gift to really be able to spend time with Jesus. And I wanna encourage each one of you to devote in this unique season more and more time to your personal relationship with Jesus. And listen, you know, we all want an intimacy in our relationships, right? And I'm not just talking about, you know, a physical intimacy. Really, intimacy is the deepest of relationships. Now, someone might say, well, well you know, how does a relationship become more intimate? Well, simply the greatest definition of intimacy is communication over time. The relationships that you have that are the deepest are the ones where there's been the most communication over time. Now, you think about some friendships and relationships, they start, and there's so much communication in a short amount of time, right? But just the sheer volume of communication, that relationship comes very close very quickly. For others, it's a lot of communications, but over a long period of time. And if you want to grow in your relationship with Jesus, then you need to have communication over time. And I actually believe that Our current context is a great gift because we have maybe more time than we ever have to spend time with Jesus. And I want to encourage you to really cultivate intimacy in your relationship with Jesus because the renewal that you want, those who wait on the Lord, they shall renew their strength. Those who hope in the Lord, then their strength will be renewed. And so your renewal comes from your relationship with Jesus. Your renewal comes from your relationship with Jesus. So I want to encourage you, devote time to prayer every day. Spend time. You think about the most intimate relationships. Those are people who you can be in a room with. You don't even have to talk with them, but just you just enjoy their presence. You don't even need to have a conversation. When was the last time you just wasted your afternoon hanging out with Jesus? I want to encourage you, start reading your Bible. I mean, as a church, we're doing this Bible reading plan. Just join us, and you can pick it up on the Crossroads mobile app. You can pick it up on our website. There's so many different ways to just read along, spend some time in the Word. When was the last time you just sat down and journaled? When was the last time you wrote out your, your fears to the Lord and your prayers to the Lord? When was the last time you just spent 10 minutes thanking Jesus for all that he's done in your life, for all the miracles that you've experienced, for all the blessings that you have? Listen, our present context Is a gift of renewal. Because we get to be as deep in a relationship with Jesus as we want to be. God loves you. God is always there for us. God always wants to spend time with us. There's never been a time in your life when you've turned to the Lord and said, Lord, I want to spend time with you. And the Lord's like, yeah, I'm too busy for you. It never happens. Right? The Lord's like, listen, I got to catch up on the news. I can't really handle you right now. I got to go mow the lawn. No, no. Every time we turn our hearts to the Lord, he's there. So my friends... I want you to be with Jesus and I want you to be renewed. And this moment has given us such a gift as everything is slowed down. See, you know, it's amazing when you spend time with Jesus, you get renewed because you learn things about how God sees you. Listen to Zephaniah chapter three, verse 17. This is a beautiful scripture that every time I read it, it really, really blows my mind. It says this, the Lord, your God is in your midst. The mighty one will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. Isn't that beautiful? See, they're saying that God is in our midst. He's the holy one, the mighty one who was saved. And then we see our father God as a a father. He will rejoice over you with gladness. I mean, like the you just sense that the Father has got his children close as they're desiring to spend time with him, and God has just rejoiced. He's got such joy in his family. I love it. He will quiet you with his love. So many of us are so much turbulence in our culture. So much inside, we're so worried about so many things, and it says that God's love will quiet our hearts. And then maybe the most amazing, He rejoices over you with loud singing. I always think about this, because I, I always love with my kids, we would sing and make noise, and they would dance around, and, and it's not that my singing was, was really good at all, I'm a bass player for a reason, you know what I mean? But just to see your, the joy of your kids as you're like slapping your leg and singing them a song, and they're dancing and having so much fun, that's the exact picture we have here of who the Lord is. He rejoices over his own kids with loud singing. He loves to rejoice. Because you're his child. When was the last time it blew your mind that God loves to spend time with you? God loves it. I, I think of parents when their kids grow up and, and move out of the house, when, when they leave the house and they just want to spend time with their parents, where they make an effort to come on home and say, I just missed you, right? And in a lot of ways, for many of us, it's been a long time since we came back to our heavenly father and said, Father, I missed you. And I think that all that's going on right now, you're never alone. You're not isolated. He's with you. He's in your midst. He's the mighty one who wants to save. So listen, I want you to be with Jesus in very special and intentional ways in this season. And when you're with Jesus, you're going to be renewed. Now, from there, the upward, we're going to be with Jesus and we're going to get renewed. Then we move to the inward. And I said that we want to be the church and we want to work together. We want to be the church, and we want to work together. Now, I realize that in this generation, the idea of church has fallen on some hard times, and mostly because we live in a highly individualistic culture where individuals, as individuals, we say, well, it's about me, and many people think of their own faith or their own you know, spiritual beliefs, whatever step they are on their spiritual journeys, as individualistic, but the Bible always teaches that it's not just about us as individuals, it's about us as individuals as part of something greater called the church. It talks about how we are the body of Christ and we are members individually. So God's design for each one of us is that we find ourselves in part of something bigger. Now there's an African proverb that people love that if you want to go fast, you got to go alone. you right? But if, if, if you want to enjoy yourself. If you want to go far, you need to go together. I love that. If you, want to, if you just want to go fast, you got to go alone. But if you want to go far, you need to go together. And really what this is saying is that you and I are designed not just to live our individual lives, but God has designed us to be together and to go far together. And even though churches cannot meet right now, you and I, we still need to figure out how we can work together. I want to remind you what the writer to the Hebrews said. Hebrews chapter 10 verses 24 and 25. It says, And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Now, this scripture is very powerful for us. So we are... Allowing the digital landscape to create proximity where we can assemble together. But that is not all that the church is meant to be. There's other things that God wants to do. Listen to what it says. This is Hebrews chapter 10 still. Let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. So as we're gathering together, God wants us to encourage one another and to stir up love and good works. So how can you be encouraging people to stir up love? to stir up good works, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together. And then he says, and it's unique here, he says, as is the manner of some. Now, a lot of people have been talking recently about how all that's going on right now can literally kill the church. Because there's so many people who are not engaged, really, in their local churches. Maybe they, they go there and attend, but they're not really... Involved that they're not serving, they're not living their faith out, they're not being financially generous. And as we've had now, you know, for many, many churches, the finances are falling apart right now. All these things are going on right now. And this is something that's been going on statistically more and more, year in and year out, for a long time. But here's the thing. I believe that all that's going on right now, we have to learn how not just to go to church, but to be the church 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Listen, we, we shouldn't be generous just because we can go and attend a spiritual function at a church. We should be financially generous because God is the most generous person that we've ever met. Now, I realize we have people joining us not only from Crossroads, but from many other churches. And I just want to encourage you, no matter what church you're going to right now, will you make sure that you are still financially generous with your local church? will you reach out maybe you've never been financially generous with your local church or or the different nonprofits that you support I want to encourage you just to to be generous in this season why because we need to be the church and we need to work together and the greatest tragedy of our generation is the fact that people now see their faith as an individualistic thing rather than a communal thing God never wired us just to be solo operators God and wired us for community the very first thing that god said that wasn't good was that adam was alone and he created a helper comparable to him eve see we're created for relationship why because god is relational at the essence of who he is so even though we can't gather together we need to keep exhorting one another and then it, in the writer of the hebrew says it this way at the end of verse 25 and so much more as you see the day approaching how powerful is that He's saying, you need to encourage one another even more as you see the day approaching. And this is talking about the day of Jesus' return. Now, here's what I want to tell you. Here's what I want to tell you. The day of Jesus' return is sooner than it's ever been, right? Jesus' return is near than it's ever been in history. Every next day that happens is the soonest we are to the return of Jesus. So we need to keep encouraging one another. So listen, because we can't gather together churches, I want to encourage you to be the church and work together. I want to encourage you, reach out to the people that you know and that you care about. I want to encourage you to allow... God to do what he wants to do in and through each one of our lives. I want to encourage you to take the steps that God has for you. Reach out to the people in your small group. Reach out to the people that you've been serving with in all these different ministries that you've found yourself in. Just go on Facebook and look up the people that you used to see at church week in and week out and say, hey, listen, I'm just thinking about you. Why? Because we need to figure out how do we work together so that we can be the church even when the church can't assemble together. Oftentimes we forget that the early church, they, weren't even, they didn't even meet in buildings. They met house to house on times of great persecution. They would meet underground. They'd meet in, in caves, protect themselves. That's still going on in different places in the world right now. So not being able to meet publicly in church buildings, that's not the only time it's ever happened, although it might be unique for us here in the West. And so we want to make sure that we are the church and that we're working together. And then finally, the outward component of what we've been looking at in the year of renewal is that we want to be on mission and transform everything. So the upward is we're going to be with Jesus. And then we're going to be the church. And then as the church, we're going to be on mission. Because God is interested in transforming everything. Now, you might say to yourself, well, well, Fusco, I mean, that's all great and all. But like, how am I supposed to be on mission in what is going on? You know, we don't need to get God onto our mission. God already has a mission. They call it the missio dei, the mission of God. And you might say, well, Fusco, what's the mission of God? How can I be a part of God's mission, given all that's going on? Well, one of the greatest explanations of the mission of God is actually Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 to 3. When God called a man named Abram, who we know more commonly as Abraham... Listen to what God said to Abram and it gives us a clue into the mission of God. It says, now the Lord said to Abram, get out of your country, from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you and I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and I will make your name great and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and I will curse him who curses you and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Now, you want to know what the mission of God is? The mission of God is for the people of God to realize that God has blessed us so that we can be a blessing. God has blessed us so that we can in turn choose to be a blessing to other people. And here's the deal. And you are a follower of Jesus. Because I realize not everybody's on the same step of their journey. There are many of us who are followers of Jesus. There are also many of us who are not yet followers of Jesus. Although we so want you to start to follow Jesus. Listen, When you're a follower of Jesus, you realize that God has blessed you so that you can turn the blessings that he's given you outward to bless other people. And listen, in times of uncertainty, people who've been blessed and see their blessing as a way to bless other people stand out. God wants you to be able to bless one another with the blessings that you've received. And I think that there are millions of very simple, practical ways for each one of us to be able to go bless others with the blessings that God has given us. Now, don't miss the fact that when God told Abram, in you all the nations of the earth will be blessed, the ultimate blessing is the fact that Jesus of Nazareth came as a descendant of Abraham. Really, the greatest gift that we can give, the greatest blessing we can give is the gift of telling people about who Jesus is. And listen, In times of uncertainty, in times when people are fearful, people are hungry for the things of God because we're at the end of our human ingenuity. We're at the end of what we can offer as humans. And we realize there's got to be something more. And I want to encourage you to take the time to say, hey, listen, I'm praying for you. And then really pray for them. Say, hey, listen, I believe in Jesus. Have you thought about Jesus recently? To be able to just let somebody know, listen, God loves you and so do I. I'm here for you. Is there any way I can help you? Just the simple ways of reaching out. Say, hey, listen, listen, you know, if, some, if you're, you're talking to someone, you guys are at 10 feet apart or whatever, and you're like, how you doing? Hey man, we're running out of toilet paper. And maybe you're one of those folks who got, you know, a whole closet full of toilet paper right now. You're like, hey, hold on. You go on inside, you go get some, some roll of toilet paper. Here, listen. I have this for you. God bless you. Move on, no big deal. See, listen, God has blessed us so that we can be a blessing. And there's a million other ways to do that. But I want you to step on out with the blessings you've received, knowing that God has blessed you so that he can bless other people. You want to hear another piece of the mission of God, the Missio Dei? Listen to what it says in Exodus chapter 19, verses 3 to 6. It says, that Moses went up to God, and the Lord called to him from the mountain, saying, Thus you shall say to the house of Jacob, and tell the children of Israel, You have seen what I did to the Egyptians and how I bore you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Now, therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, then you shall be a special treasure to me above all people, for all the earth is mine. And you shall be to me a kingdom of priests, a holy nation. These are the words which you shall speak to the children of Israel. Now, what I love is this idea of you shall be a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. The apostle Peter picks that up in 1 Peter chapter 2. And part of being on mission and transforming everything is when you begin to realize that when we have been redeemed by Jesus, he wants us to be a kingdom of priests.
0: Is real. You spend time with God. You realize that He can use any circumstance or relationship to grow you to be more like Him. So there's hope. You're fixing your eyes on Jesus in all you do, while He's fixing His eyes on your heart and making necessary changes. And after all of this, you're commanded to go give that same hope to others, upward, inward, outward. This was Pastor Daniel's message today. Will you do it? Hey everybody, this is Pastor Daniel and
1: I want to let you know that my friend, you're going to make it. In my latest book, You're Going to Make It, Unlocking Resilience When Life is a Mess, I unpack the keys to living with a deeply biblical resilience. You will explore how to blossom during times of suffering, fear and worry and stress. And in this messy world, these keys are invaluable. Pre-order the book today at JesusIsReal.com.
0: Pastor Daniel's message today is just one of many he shared from a variety of books in the Bible. Would you like to explore more? Just visit JesusIsRealRadio.com
1: to access our library of audio. You can also connect with Pastor Daniel
0: on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram through the links you'll find at the bottom of the page. That website, again, is JesusIsRealRadio.com. Next time on Jesus is Real Radio, Pastor Daniel will give a different name to hope, food for thought. What does it mean to you to have hope that all of your striving to do the right thing isn't in vain? Don't miss out on this encouraging message that reminds us all that no matter how bad things are or seem to be, it won't be forever. Because of Jesus, dear ones, hang on. Rest assured that the day will come where everything will be made new. You've been listening to Jesus Is Real Radio with Pastor Daniel Fusco of Crossroads Community Church. Pastor Daniel will continue teaching through his series called Unstoppable Hope. Until then, may God bless.